You're listening to the Sunday morning message from Clouds Creek Baptist Church. Join us for worship Sunday morning at 11. Or for more information, visit cloudscreek.org. Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Good. I'm thankful to be here where we can worship freely because of the sacrifices made by the, the men and women who, who gave their lives for our freedom. Amen? Amen. I'm so thankful for, for that sacrifice and the freedom that we have to come and worship without fear um, of, of persecution from the government this morning is, is, is awesome. And so I'm thankful for that freedom we have. Uh, we're continuing our series today called Amen. Uh, it's our, our series on prayer. And, and so far what we've talked about is that prayer needs to be a, a more selfless act, that it's, it's something we're called to do not to get something out of it, but to connect us more with God. And that it's not a performance. It's not something that we do uh, to either impress the people around us with how elegantly we pray uh, or to try to impress God with how long we pray or, or how well we pray. That's not what it's about either. And, and this idea that we have to pray with his will be done in mind, this, this idea that his will is, is above everything else. And then last week we looked at Jesus's prayer that he prays over us, which is such a powerful thing to read the words of our Savior that he is praying for us. Uh, this week, we're going to look at something that is, is almost always mentioned with prayer in Scripture. It's something that is frequently used hand in hand, but we don't necessarily look at it or value it the same. And we're going to talk about fasting this morning. This morning, we're going to be talking about fasting. And I, I think that part of the reason why we don't talk about it as much is it's not necessarily a part of our culture, right? In the Old Testament, they had uh, these six holidays where they were fasting. It was a big part of their regular everyday life. And so uh, similar to why we're talking about prayer, I want to look at this idea of fasting because it's not something we talk about a lot, right? It's not something that we frequently talk about in churches is fasting. And, and what we're going to do is we're going to look at what Jesus said about fasting, uh, so if you've got your Bibles and you follow along, want to follow along with us, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6 today. It's where, where all of our script, pretty much all of our scripture is going to come from. And we're going to look at what Jesus says about fasting. And what's interesting to me is not only what he says about fasting, but where it is that he talks about fasting. And we're going to look at that today too. So in Matthew chapter 6, he, he talks about prayer and he gives the Lord's prayer. And then immediately after that is where we're going to pick up today in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. He says, and when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they're fasting. And truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Now, these verses, if you, if you look back up at the top of verse 16, Jesus starts off with the word what? When, when you fast, it doesn't say if, right? It doesn't say if, it doesn't say if you decide to fast, if this is something you decide to do, it says when you fast. There's an assumption that we will be fasting as believers. So 
Fasting should be a regular part of our life. I know the TV, we're having weird problems this morning. It's fine. Your first point this morning is that fasting should be a regular part of our life. Fasting should be a regular part of our life. This is something, like I said earlier, that the, the, the early church, the Jews, their part of the Old Testament was they had six fasts that they observed every year. So there were six times a year that they were going to fast. And now what's cool is that there were different fasts, right? So two of them are what, what were called major fasts, and that is from sundown until sundown the next day. So a 24-hour span of time with no food. And the other four were what were called minor fasts, and these are just kind of, uh, kind of half-day fasts. So they would fast from sunup to sundown, so they wouldn't eat anything in the morning until after the sun went down, and that's when they would, would break the fast is, is then. And so this was a regular thing that they do. And so for us, fasting, it doesn't always even have to be food. Even in scripture, there are other fasts that are mentioned, fasting from things that are not food. But from us, uh, you could fast from social media, you could fast from TV, you could fast from sports, you could fast from your phone. Um, we like to pick something that's easy to fast from, Right? Like, like uh, in, in the Catholic tradition, and, and uh, I think also Methodists do it too, but uh, in part of Christian tradition is, is this idea of Lent, right? For 40 days leading up to Easter, you give something up. And people pick things like, oh, I'm giving up candy, or I'm giving up sweets for Lent. And like, I get it. A lot of people like candy, but like, I mean, is that, is that that hard to give up candy, right? Like, I, give up bread. Like, you want to do something hard, Give up bread. Give up cheese. Oh, man, I could not. That, I think that would be really hard for me to give up cheese for 40 days. Um, but th- you can fast from a number of different things. But I, th- I think a lot of times we pick something other than food because it's easy, right? We pick something that's like, oh, I, pr- I probably could do this. You know? I-, I, can, I think I could go without this for 24 hours, or I think I could go without this for 12 hours. And that's, that's not the point of fasting, Just like everything we've talked about prayer, fasting is not about the performance of fasting. Nobody is impressed that you're fasting. God's not impressed. If you impress other people, that's that's the only reward we get, right? Just like he talked about with uh, with prayer. That it's like, that's that's not the point. So if you're just fasting because you're supposed to fast, that's not not what we're supposed to be doing anyway. The Christian life at all is not about duty, but it's out of doing things out of worship. And the focus of our fasting should be similar to everything we've talked about during this series on prayer. I've always kind of seen uh, fasting as like some mythical, mystical, like super prayer, right? Like it it seems like it's like, oh, this is like a a super, super prayer. And and it kind of is, but it's, it's also not, right? Like it's not more powerful because you're fasting. It doesn't make your prayers cut through to heaven easier. And I think that's kind of the misconception I had is that, oh, if I'm fasting, my prayers get to God. It's like the fast lane, like the peach pass lane that you've got in Atlanta that it's like, I get to go faster now because I'm fasting. That was not an intentional pun, but it worked. Uh, It's not like your prayers go faster because you're fasting. That's not how it works. Again, it's a really selfish reason for us to fast because we think, oh, I can, I can get something from God. I need an answer to a question, so let me fast because there's power in the fasting itself. And so God will answer me if I'm fasting. 
It's taking something that's supposed to be God-centered and again turning it self-centered. So when we ask the question of why are we fasting, what is it about? Is it about ourselves? Is it about I I want to do this for me? Because again, it's not about what you can do on your own. It's not about I can live without this for 24 hours. That's not the point of fasting. I can live without my cell phone for, for two days. I can live without candy for a month. That's not the purpose of fasting. It's, it's not to get something from God or something we can do on our own, but recognizing what we already have in God. In Luke chapter 4, when Jesus is being tempted in the wilderness, it says, uh, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. Jesus got hungry, right? Like, that's okay. He was hungry, and the devil said to him, if you're the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. We talked about this in Sunday school just a few minutes ago. I think oftentimes we downplay the humanity of Jesus, but it says he was what? He was hungry, right? And I think that we... Think that Jesus didn't struggle, right? He didn't sin. Jesus never sinned. But I don't think that we can just assume that, well, Jesus was hungry and the enemy came to him and was like this and that it was really easy for Jesus. It might have been really difficult for Jesus to say no, right? Just because he was tempted doesn't mean that he didn't have this like, that stone does look pretty tasty if I think of it as a a roll from from, uh, Texas Roadhouse. Y'all had their rolls with the cinnamon honey butter? That stuff is so good. And so I just think of a rock that looks like that, and the enemy's like, you can just take a bite into that. It's going to taste like a Texas Roadhouse roll, Jesus. I know you're hungry. No, and he says no. And, and what Jesus quotes, he's actually quoting scripture from Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy 8, verse 3, it says, he humbled you, causing your, you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. This is this this idea that God is more vital than food. God is more vital than food. Fasting is supposed to remind us to focus on the giver and not the gifts. To focus on the giver and not the gifts, not money, not entertainment, Where we are isn't because we put in hard work and we provided for our families and we make it work. No, you are alive because the creator of the universe breathed life into you. He's the only reason you were born here and now and not born thousands of years ago in a country where there wasn't a grocery store. I would have died real fast, y'all. If I was born at a time or a place that didn't have Kroger, dead. I would have have lasted until I was like 15 and would have died. Just until my parents were done taking care of me, I would have died. That's how it works. The only reason we are alive is because God has given us the things that we need. Fasting reminds us what our source is. That's one of the reasons that we do this. This morning, I want to look at two of the benefits of fasting. The first is that fasting brings focus And then the second we'll talk about a little bit is that fasting increases our faith. Fasting brings focus and fasting increases faith. How many times have you told somebody, I'll be praying for you, and then you forgot 
Does that happen to anybody else? It's okay. It's okay. And if you don't raise your hand, that's okay. I understand. We say that a lot. And then, then we show up to church the next week and they're like, how was your procedure? And you're like, I, is it too late to pray? Yeah, I hope they're good. Before he answers, I hope they're good. I hope he's good, God. I forgot. Right? Right? I, I think a lot of times we, we forget that we're supposed to. And so fasting is something that brings us, that helps us focus. The same reason that we close our eyes when we pray is why we fast. I'm about to, it blew my mind this week, okay? This, maybe, maybe y'all are smarter than me, and that's totally understandable. Did y'all know the Bible never tells us to close our eyes when we pray? Did you know that that's not in there? It is not in there. You can look all you want. You're not going to find a verse that says, when you pray, close your eyes and do this. We made that up. I was like, you know what? That might just be my message this morning. As I just tell y'all that and I say, y'all think on that for a little while. Have a good week. Because I know for me, I was writing this message and I realized that. I researched it and I just had to sit for a minute. And I was like, what? You mean this thing that I, I told on my sister for having her eyes open when, she, when we were praying the blessing? And all, all this time, she was maybe right? You know? Maybe she was better than I was. You're supposed to have your eyes open. And my parents would always say, well, how did you know she had her eyes open? I did. I, I, look, I opened. I was checking to see if she did it. I, I didn't just have my eyes open. I was checking, right? The Bible doesn't tell us. If anything, the Bible actually talks about looking up toward heaven when we pray. That this is We're praying to God. Look up to God. It also talks about praying kneeling, praying with your arms raised, laying face down. Those are specifically encouraged postures of prayer, but there is no verse that says, close your eyes in prayer. So why do we do it? Focus. We do it for focus. We do it because if, if we're praying and somebody else is looking around, that might be distracting, or you see a squirrel if you're like me, and you're like, I've completely forgotten what I was doing now. You know, it's, it's something else. It's to deprive ourselves of the sense of, of distracting through vision. It's for focus. I love where Jesus talks about this. I mentioned this earlier. I love where Jesus talks about fasting and what he follows it with on the Sermon on the Mount. So uh, picking up back in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Jesus says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, and that word healthy there actually better translate to generous. Uh, if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But your eye, if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now, I think that when we read the Sermon on the Mount, it's easy to kind of pull chunks out and hang out and talk about it and not think about the order of why Jesus talked about what he did when he did. But he goes from talking about prayer and gives us the example of, of the Lord's Prayer to fasting to then this idea of the physical things around us. Where are you storing up your treasures? Are your treasures stored up in heaven or on earth? And then right there ends with you cannot serve two masters. You can't serve both God and money. Now that seems disconnected. But in reality, 
is where are your eyes focused? Where is your focus? Are you focused on the physical things around us, around you? Are you more focused on your comfort than your creator? And so what fasting does is it requires that we shift our focus from these things to him. That you may forget to pray during the day, right? Like we've been doing this series on prayer for what, like five, four, five weeks, six weeks now? I've lost count, right? And so we've been doing this series on prayer, and I'm thinking there's probably a lot of us who you might have gone several days where it's like, man, I didn't even think to pray today. But if I also asked you, was there a day that you forgot to eat, you would probably say no, you know? Now, I'm not saying like missing a meal. Like I know that sometimes you get to work and then you miss a meal. I know I don't look like I have done that, but I have done that before, that it's like you get caught up in something, you're like, man, I didn't, I just totally forgot to eat lunch, right? Like, that's not what I'm talking about. I doubt there's many of us who wake up in the morning and then at the end of the day, we're laying down in bed and we're like, man, I didn't eat anything today. That'll really happen. And I know that's never happened to me, right? So why do we do that with prayer? Because our focus has shifted. And so fasting is a way that we are able to uh, you almost use those hunger pangs as, as a reminder, almost as an alarm clock of like, hey... You should pray. You should take this time and pray. And it's not prayer for sustenance, right? Like the whole point of fasting is not, God, give me the energy to make it through this day, right? That kind of defeats the purpose. If that's all we're concerned with is the process of fasting, right? It's prayer for whatever our focus is. It's good to go into fasting with a focus, to have a purpose of this is why I am fasting. This is my purpose in it. It's either, either praying for somebody's salvation or just to enter into worship and just spend the day in worship with God or praying for revival for where you are or just to be more in tune with the wisdom of God. I want to reconnect with him. Fasting is an opportunity to be hyper-focused on one thing and hyper-focused on God. It's not just going hungry to go hungry for the sake of it, but there's a purpose to fasting. And what I would encourage you to do is the time that you would spend eating, which for some of us might be longer than other people, um, so spend that time you would have been eating in prayer. Your lunch break, your, your time that you spend at dinner, the time that you eat breakfast, spend that time in prayer instead of just skipping it and, and going about, about your day. Again, it's to remind us that so we are spending time connecting and refocusing on God, along with helping us focus, fasting also increases our faith. Fasting increases faith because fasting is really seeing God in action. We get to see the reality of the power of God. I mentioned where Jesus talks about fasting, right? So he talks about fasting and he's like, give up your earthly comforts, you know, fasting. That's what the idea is. And he says, because if you store up for yourselves treasures in heaven... You've missed the point. And then he says in verse 25, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body. What you will wear is life not more than food, and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor store away in barns, and yet the heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the fields grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? 
So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. As I've gotten older, that last sentence... I understand it more, right? Y'all understand? Y'all with me? It's like, today is enough trouble. I don't got to worry about tomorrow. I've got enough to worry about today, right? But I love this idea that, again, I've heard this passage so many times, but when you think about it, that Jesus has just talked about prayer and fasting, and then he's like, look, these are the things, these are the reasons that we fast. The reasons that we fast is because we spend so much time thinking about what are we going to eat? How many of y'all that's... A big part of your conversation for the day. What am I going to eat today? What am I, where am I going to go to lunch? Have y'all already decided? Or is that what you're going to spend time after church today? We're going to walk out and the first thing you're going to say is, where are we going to eat lunch? What are we having for lunch, right? Like, that's the whole point is he's like, look, this is, we've gotten confused somewhere and we're spending too much time focused on this and no God will provide it for you. Now, that doesn't mean we're just going to drive home and eat whatever we find on the side of the road. That's not what I'm saying, that God is going to provide it for you. But again, it's that reminder that fasting is focusing on the creator. Do you have faith that God is going to meet your needs? Really ask yourself that question. Do you have faith that God is going to meet your needs? Because that's what fasting reminds you of, that our needs are completely fulfilled in Christ. You can, fasting gives you the opportunity to see that God is more important than food because when you fast, you feel more spiritual fulfillment than you feel hunger. You start to realize this is beneficial for my relationship with God and it's more important that I am spiritually nourished than that I am physically nourished. And that connection with God, the more we are connected with him, that is going to increase our faith because the more time we spend with him, the stronger our faith is going to be because we're pouring into the relationship. We're strengthening our connection with him. We begin to believe that he's going to act on what we're praying for and you get to see your doubt fall away because of how the Lord is fulfilling you in ways that are not food because of our perseverance of prayer. I think that what's happened is that we have gotten so comfortable that our faith has become so small because we don't need a whole lot, right? We don't need a whole lot. There's so much of your life, if you just think about when you sleep at night, there's so much that you have. If I took away your bed frame, you'd say, at least I have a mattress. If I took away your pillows, you would say, at least I still have the mattress. If I took away the mattress, you would say, at least I have the, the carpeted floor. And then if I took away the floor, you would be sleeping on the dirt and you would say, at least I have a roof. Then if I took that away, then you would be like, man, I had a lot. But what's happened is that we've gotten so comfortable that we don't need faith to sleep, right? How many of us have gone to God and been like, I really need I really need you to make sure I'm safe while I sleep tonight. Probably not many of us because we got our doors locked. We got a roof over our head. We got walls. We got a comforter. We've got mattress. We've got 17 pillows that we have to take off the bed before we get into the bed. 
We have so much that our need is gone, right? There's a lot of us that we have multiple cars. So you don't even get up in the morning and pray that God is going to help your car to start because if this car doesn't start, we'll just take this car and and somebody else is going to have to figure out how they're going to get to work or whatever. But we got multiple cars. Where's the room for our faith? We don't have to say, well, I'm out of food because even when we say we're out of food, most people in the world would look in our pantry and go, what are you talking about? There's so much food in here, right? We are so far from dependent on God that we almost have forgotten what that looks like. And so fasting is an opportunity for us to step back into that. Similar to how camping is a way to forget all the cool stuff we've invented. I don't know why people camp. I don't get it, right? Like, I don't understand why you just be like, let me go sleep on the ground for a little bit. That sounds fun right? Like if there were a purpose to it, like fasting, so I'm thankful for what I have to go home to, but I don't want to spend money to go sleep outside on the ground and use the, the bathroom in the woods. Like that's not what I want to do. I've, ta- I've gone on a tangent here. But again, my point is that we've forgotten how much we need God because of the comforts we already have. So fasting is an opportunity to remind us of the faith that we need to have in God and not just in our stuff. Fasting reminds us of the dependence we have on God. It helps us increase our faith. I want to close today with a challenge. You guys know I don't like to just say things and be like, bye, have a good week, right? So what I want us to do, I'm going to challenge us as a church to fast together, okay? If you've never fasted, that's okay. I'm gonna leave it up to you for what you fast from, how you fast, okay? If you wanna do a a 12-hour sunup to sundown fast, if you've gotta take medication, you need to take food with your medication, eat food with your medication. Like, don't, again, it's not about, like, that part of it, right, okay? Like, do, do, do what you gotta do to survive, but also take an opportunity to exercise this. To say, I want my focus to increase on God. I want my faith to increase, to depend on him. So here's what we're going to do. This week, I'm going to challenge all of us. You can tell everybody who's not here, who's on vacation. Everybody who's at the lake today, you can tell them we're going to do this too. I'll put it on Facebook. Uh, We're going to fast on Thursday. We're going to fast on Thursday of this week. Uh, part of the reason I did that is because we're all going to see each other at Quiet Oaks on Wednesday. We can remind each other, right? Like, hey, we're going to fast tomorrow. We got it. So here's, here's options that I, that I want to give you. So we can either uh, fast, and this is, again, up to you, starting Wednesday sundown until Thursday sundown. That's a 24-hour fast. Spend 24 hours in prayer, and we'll talk about what we're going to pray for in a second. Uh, If you're like, I'm not sure that I'm ready for that, I've never fasted before, so let me do something a little smaller, just go sun up, sundown on on Monday, or on uh, Thursday, sorry. Sun up Thursday, sundown on Thursday, not going to eat, spend that time that we would be eating, spend those hunger pangs that remind us that we need food to remind ourselves we need God more, right? So I'm going to challenge us, Thursday, what date? Does anybody have a a calendar? Is anybody smart enough to know what... The second, June the second, we are going to fast together. And here's what I want us to pray for. I want us to pray for our area. Pray for Oglethorpe County, Georgia. 
Pray for revival. Pray for the people who are in the woods. We talked about this on Wednesday. These people who are out here in the woods and the pastures and forgotten by so many people that struggle with loneliness, that struggle with depression, that struggle uh, maybe with, with substance dependency, whatever it could be that a lot of people feel, pray for God to start working in their hearts, to start working in their lives, that he would start working in our hearts and in our lives to make us more passionate, to make us more excited, more on fire, more excited to spread his word. Pray for opportunities for us as a church to reach out to these people. Pray for opportunities. Pray for boldness for us. And then I also want us to pray for VBS, right? We're going to take this opportunity and we're going to intentionally spend this next week with kids, telling them about the love of Jesus and who he is, what he has for us. Pray that kids who don't know Jesus would show up. On Thursday, we're all going to be fasting together and we're going to be hyper-focused and we're going to be spending intentional time with prayer of saying, God, bring kids to this VBS so souls can be saved, so that you can impact those kids and those kids can impact their families. We can see less people going to hell. We're going to spend this Thursday in prayer, fasting. And if you have other things that you want to pray and fast about, I encourage you to do that. If you've got friends that need salvation, pray for them. If you, if you just say, I just need to be more connected with you, Lord, then, then spend that time in worship. But we're going to do that. Can we do that? Yeah? Yeah? Amen? Amen? Okay, let's do it. This Thursday, June 2nd, allegedly, we're going to spend time fasting, praying for the people around us. I encourage you to do food if you can. If, if that's something for medical reasons uh, you're not able to do, then I, I'm not going to go against the, your doctor's order. I'm, your doctor's way smarter than me, okay? Um, so fast from food if you can. If you can't do food, do something else. But, but join us in fasting this Thursday. I'll do my best to remind us, post things on Facebook. When you see each other on Wednesday, say, hey, fasting tomorrow. Or we're starting our fast now because the sun's going down. So let's start it. You need a snack real quick, right? Like, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. If you want to meet at Waffle House Thursday night, by all means, go for it, right? That's fine. But the point is to focus on God, not how hungry you are. The point is to have your faith increase because you know your needs are being met by God, not by the stuff that you've already got in your pantry, not by the comforts that you already have. This is an opportunity for us to put into practice everything from prayer of this series, focusing on the connection with God, his will, building the kingdoms, building the kingdoms and not ourselves. And one of the things I want to say before we go is that, you know, we talked about praying for God's will. And, and how do we pray in accordance with God's will? And we don't want to pray against his will and then say, in Jesus' name, right? So this is how I know that we can pray for revival for Oglethorpe. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. He says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. So anytime you are praying for someone's salvation, you are always praying in accordance to the will of your Father. You never have to wonder, I don't know, does God really want that person saved? Yes, he does. 
God wants all people to be saved. So when we are praying for Oglethorpe County, when you're praying for the people that you work with, God's will is that they would be saved. He wants them to be saved. So you are always praying when praying for salvation in in line with the will of God. So as we do that this week, know that we are stepping in line with him in our desire to see all people saved. Amen? Let's pray. God, you are good. God, you are our sustainer. You are the one who meets our needs. God, forgive us for how comfortable we've become in the blessings that you've given us. God, that we've become so dependent on those things that we forgot about the one who gave them to us in the first place. God, I pray that you would help us this week as we, as we lead toward this day of fasting, that we would be excited about what it can be, that we'd be, we would be excited to spend our day with you, communing with you, intentionally praying for the kingdom in our local area that we would be praying for our neighbors, our coworkers, the people that we interact with every day, that we would be praying for this vacation Bible school that we're about to do, that the kids who come here would know you because of what we do here. That our purpose wouldn't just be to have a good time and, and eat some food, make some crafts, but God, that the whole point of everything that we do would point them to the Savior who so desperately wants them to be saved. Let that verse ring in our heads this Thursday as we fast that we would realize your heart for all people to be drawn to you. God, help this day that we are going to spend fasting to be fruitful. Let it increase our focus on you for your glory. Let it increase our faith in you for your glory. Let it be an opportunity that we have to worship our God through how we live our lives. In your name we pray, amen.